Hey, Connor. Do you bleed? Yep. Well, you will. I mean, wait, what? This is the Christian Artist. Honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Batman. My name is Superman. Welcome. Hi. To the 44th episode? Yes, you were right, Batman. This is the 44th episode. What, what? Of the Christian Artist. What, what, what is this? What? what is this podcast again? What is it? What are we talking about? Talking, talking about, about me, right? Uh, right, because all, all Christians converted to Supermanism after this movie, right? That was what the movie was about, right? Even, Making me into Jesus? Even if that was what the movie was about, that definitely doesn't make this podcast the called the Christian artist about you. Okay, she really means called the, the Superman word. artist then. Or just Superman. That's good enough for me. Hey, we're guests on this epi- this podcast. You can't just change the name. Hey, Superman, what are you doing in here? Uh, guys? Yeah, Batman. What are, what are you doing in here, Superman? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm talking to you too, Batman. Hey. Why are you why are you in here? We told you guys that you could not be on this episode. But we told you that we could totally Connor, be Connor, about can this. you come in here please? What, what what are you guys doing? Uh they're hijacking our podcast. What, what? No, we're not. No, oh, of course just, uh... not. We're not hijacking anything. Guys, you you can't fool me. But you're totally hijacking our podcast. I guess this is our time to leave. Yeah, I believe so, Batman. No, what's that over there? Oh, oh! Finished. Well, that was odd. Huh. It definitely was not fake at all, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like the first one better. <laughs> <sighs> so, what are we talking about today, Kib? <laughs> well, this is the Christian Artist. Um, we contrary are to popular Christ belief, your creativity. Yes, that's that's what we do here. Um, His name is Caleb. We have not been converted to Supermanism, but yes, this week we're going to be talking about Batman vs Superman, Dawn of Justice, the new movie. I just remember that that's actually the subtitle of the movie. Um, it just is kind of a weird subtitle, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really don't know why they call it Batman vs Superman. It's just it's a stupid title. Yeah, it should just been called Dawn of Justice. Yeah. if anything. I would have been fine with that. That would cool. Yeah. Or just... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I was going to spoil something, but... Uh, I'll tell you about my, my uh, improv title for this movie later. Okay. All right, so, yeah, we're going to be going ahead and doing a review on the movie that we just finished watching. And what are our first, inter- uh, first reactions, Connor? It was much better than we expected. Yes. We went in with low expectations and were pleasantly surprised. We went in with very low expectations. <laughs> I went in with higher expectations than you did. Yes. But uh, we were both pleasantly I surprised. definitely had very low expectations. So what we're going to be doing, we'll just kind of talk about um, very large generalities and just kind of talk about what the movie was did good, did well, <clears throat> and why you should or should not see it. And then we'll go into, like, specifics about it and go into spoilers. So if you have seen the movie, then that's your time to listen. So uh, so right off the bat, um, I think a good thing to start with is the cinematography was fantastic. Especially the opening sequence, which we'll be talking about later. Um, one of the That's one of the my favorite opening sequences of a movie ever. Um, even though it did start with voiceover right at the beginning, it didn't 
keep with voiceover and it was just music like, I cinematography forgot. yeah I com- by the end of that sequence I had completely forgot that there had been voiceover yeah. and it was just a really really good sh- uh, well, a really well shot sequence and it was just cool camera angles really really advanced shots like that only could have been done with the technology of now with with cinematography and the music was very very well well put together with all of those sequences and it set up the emotional impact that's supposed to be in the movie very very well and it foreshadowed a lot of different bits so um that's that's the thing that was my favorite part of the movie and then connor's favorite part of the movie was Oh, I was supposed to know that. Did I tell you what my favorite you, part? No, was? the best part of the movie you thought was. Oh, oh, Remember? I would say the probably the the part that'll stick with me the longest that I'll use the most is probably the music. Yeah, I just say that the music was bomb diggity. And I did really enjoy the music, but I think the cinematography was just a bit better. Okay, I just I just felt like the music was just overall. There was never a part where the music didn't stick out in the way that it was just like this move music is so that good. it didn't stick out in the way that is good for uh, music to stick out in a movie where it just enhances the overall experience rather than than sometimes in the Hobbit films I felt like oh this they're just well, putting this piece yeah, in because that, it's Lord that, of the Rings yes. music yeah, and that was that's because it. they had used the same themes in the last movie to just throw it in there which yeah. didn't make any sense. And they, they definitely use the same themes from Man of Steel in this movie. Yes. And and because I've listened to the Man of Steel soundtrack like a billion times, I definitely picked those out probably more than you did. But they they did it in the right spots. And they had a very, very good like score that, that came in at the right moments, um, emphasized the right characters at the right times. And had a and all kind all pretty much fit together really well because it was Hans Zimmer. I mean, I wasn't. I'm not surprised. And also, Junkie XL was in it, which did the the electronic mm. music that was also in Batman and and Dark Knight, the Dark Knight films. Oh, really? Junkie XL was like an electronic. I don't know what they are. It's a specific electronic, like one guy or whatever. But okay. he also helped. He also did helped Hans Dark Zimmer Knight. in Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Um, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he did the Wonder Woman theme then too. I, I'm, I'm, I could tell there are a lot of different parts where I, yeah. it was very electronic and I was like, ah, I think that's where he was coming in. But it all f- like flowed together very well. It didn't seem out of place ever. I don't think the music did. Mm-hmm. Or, or that it, it conflicted with itself. Yeah. Because like when you're trying to mix two themes together and, and I think this is the one, one of the things that these movies have done well. And by these movies, I mean Man of Steel and... Dark and uh, this movie, Batman versus Superman, did well as opposed to the Avengers, all the various Avengers movies, is that they actually had recurring themes. Mm-hmm. Whereas the one thing that I don't, I just am so sad about with the Marvel Avengers, all the various films and the the Avengers films, is that there's no tying themes. Yeah. Because there are different That's composers at every and every single yeah. movie, there's nothing to grab me with it. I, I can't listen to a theme from one of these movies and know that this is Iron Man's theme. I mean, that's another reason. That I know be... that this is Iron Man 3's theme, yeah. but it's not Iron Man's theme. Yeah, well, that's, I think that's just what Marvel likes to go for is it's... It's not tying to this character. It's what they want to do with the characters for the movie. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things that I think they're missing mm-hmm. is the fact that they can because they're building this entire universe around mm-hmm. these characters is to make... It doesn't even have to be super over the top, but just a little bit of a lick for each of these characters or some sort of defining element of the music that we we know that this character is on screen when this instrument is playing or something like that. Yeah. that that's the kind of stuff that Lord of the Rings 
has done the best at of any movie ever and that's why that th- th- that score will live on in eternity like it, it will forever in our culture as long as this culture lasts those themes will be very very tied to those characters those locations and it will all be very very um, well put together I mean uh, that's probably another one of the main reasons why Lost was so good. Yes. Is every single character that's one of the had their reasons. own yep. unique theme. And that's a masterpiece because uh-huh. there's so many characters yes. in Lost. They can have a unique I don't theme think, and still have an overarching I don't life. think Michael had a theme ever. I don't think oh, I ever... Yeah, no, Michael didn't have But a theme. at least I think the main, like, six or whatever, yes. the... Well, no, no, no. It was six or seven John, or Kate... The, the people that, that All the he was considering within... for the candidates. That's what I mean. You know, but Desmond had one, too. Penny had one. That's true. Charlie Desmond had Penny's one. Desmond yeah. Uh, Jin and Son have one. Um, but I have a feeling like Charlie was considered as a candidate before he died. And that's sure. a spoiler. But I think the statute of limitations on Lost has passed yeah, at this point. definitely <laughs> statute of limitations have passed on Lost. <clears throat> well, no, no but there, I mean, there, there are more <clears throat> than you would expect. Like, Ben has his own theme. There, there's just so many themes that it's like, it's hard to be like, wait, literally every character has a theme? Like, that's mm. shocking to you. And then, because it, it all sounds like Lost music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when and you get it, it's like, those are wait, the best this, things. Yep. this is, wow, that's impressive. That, that's probably the one of the best music pieces ever simply because and that's one of those things i think with those that tv show is that all the music fits together so well and is just lost music yeah that even though there are all of those themes and, and on rewatches you could notice that mm-hmm. like it's so unconscious and that's really the way music should be in in as as scores yeah <clears throat> is that but, it should be unconscious enough that unless you're specifically looking f- like trying to listen to it and look for it it will just enhance the story without being drawing attention to itself. Okay, but now we're getting seriously off topic. Yeah, we really but are. I will but... want to say one more thing. Okay, go ahead. There are definitely, if you've seen the show Death Nun, I'm pretty sure we've talked about that before in here. Yes. There are, there are so many, like, I want to say like crossovers between Dawn of Justice and... And Death Note. And Death Note. Yeah. Like with uh, the main uh, villain and mm-hmm. um, L in... I think there Death are. Notes. I think there are other things too. But the music, oh, the music, the music especially just screams. And Death and Note. the tone, the tone of yes. the entire film was very Death Note esque, mm-hmm. especially because of the whole theme of the movie being Two Superman. Well, no, no, Superman is a god, and oh, we need yeah. to take him down. Mm-hmm. You know that that mirrors the whole thing of Light feeling like he's a god and mm-hmm. he wants to rule the world, yeah. kind of a thing. Um, obviously, Superman doesn't feel like that, but. Yeah. <laughs> That's hey, the spoilers, difference of the characters. Spoilers. You never know. He could totally Goddard, be the We bad know guy. this for Man of Steel. <laughs> hey. No. Superman's totally evil in this movie, guys. No, he's definitely not. Yes, he is. Did someone call me? Uh, Go away, Superman. Bad Superman. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, why do we even send him away? He can hear anyway. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's that's why really he came. Can do. Yeah. And I see a little... Microphone in the corner. Batman probably planted that <laughs> one. <laughs> you wanna go, Charlie? You wanna go get that? Yeah. Oh, Charlie. Yep, yeah, he ate it. Thank you, Charlie. <sighs> Charlie is our cat. In case you were thinking we were talking about the lost Charlie, we were talking about recently. Um, but uh, don't give away. Don't we? give away that we mutated the Charlie okay, from Lost into our cat. We're just done. Okay. This is in Full Metal Alchemist. We're talking about Death Note, okay? 
No, we are. Anyway. We're not talking about Death Note. We're talking about that. Yeah, yes, but, yes, but we were just talking about Death Note. And uh, okay, anyway, so cinematography, fantastic. Music is my favorite part of the movie. Um, then two other things we're going to talk about, and then, these are very much more story specific. Yes. Um. We, there is. They are. Yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, those so, ones were just about the film as a piece of art in okay. terms of like just pure aesthetic value this is about let's dig into the storytelling okay but and first why, we're gonna yeah. give you content warnings in case you want to take your kids to this which is not recommended oh at all. yeah 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 go ahead um the i don't to be fair i think they swore maybe three times or if you are a noticed. kid and you yes <laughs> yeah and in case you yeah if you're yeah. a kid we're not assuming that everybody who listens to this podcast has kids i, I actually have no idea anyway. who listens to this podcast yeah it doesn't it's matter just carly just, and just some of the people just, from my youth group just leave it okay hannah you can stop now. Our parents don't even listen to this podcast. <laughs> stop it. Okay, so, um, I think yeah, I, there's I a lot remember, of swearing. Yeah, then I, I don't remember any any swearing really. Now. Um, I mean, Batman's the Batman. Yes, one's, yes that, that's literally the only time the I remember. I think some random army well, guy. They said use, I think they used Jesus' name in vain a couple. Oh, they times. used that. The yeah. one cop used that twice. Yeah, that was about it. Um, no, Batman other than said that, it a couple times too. Did he? Mm-hmm. When he's talking to Alfred. I don't remember that. But it doesn't matter. So there's, you know, a little bit of swearing, not a yeah. lot. Um, I mean, yeah. Uh, the Lois Lane is in a bathtub one time. You don't actually <laughs> see anything, which she's just kind of sitting there. It gets dangerously close to yeah, us seeing does, something, it, though. Yeah. And then Superman <laughs> just kind of takes off his coat and just <laughs> jumps on the bathtub. And then it, they kind of make out, and then it kind of cuts and yeah. it's just like, what just happened? You irresponsible jerk. What are Splashing you doing? Splashing water on the floor yeah. and you're in an apartment. Yeah. It's like, what are yeah. you doing? That was more re- irresponsibility on, on Superman's yes. part than any actual That, that is why I... That, yeah. Well, I, I won't get into... I'll, I'll keep, keep in mind that I'll, I'll comment on that later. No, okay. Um, really, I don't think there's anything else. Uh, violence. But, but you know. <laughs> Okay. We, yeah. we never in consider case, violence. In of, case yeah. you, you have a problem with violence, it was pretty violent. It was pretty violent. I mean, but it wasn't, like, gory at all. No, it was never gory. It was, it was some violent, blood though. once when yeah. he cut himself. Yeah. That one guy yeah, cut Lex himself. And, well, in the, the crypt when Batman was, like, in a dream, hallucin- hallucinogenic state, and he was like, there's blood on my parents' Oh, crypt. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happened, too. Yeah, there were a lot weird. of dreams in this there's, movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get into that yeah. later, too. Um. But other than that, we do want to talk about the um, the spiritual elements that they talked about. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a lot of controversy involving Superman as this new god, and people yeah, are like, yeah. "Oh, well, does God actually exist? Is this God? Is this an alien? What, like, what's what is the whole deal behind this?" Mm-hmm. And Lex Luthor does have this big monologue where he's talking about how if God he had was, the classic atheist, he spiel. did, and yeah. I, I was actually very proud that it was I a was logical too. argument. Yep, it was a logical argument. Yeah, it really was. Um. So they played Lex says, Luthor as a as a logical atheist yes. who made the the normal argument mm-hmm. an atheist would make. Yes. So um, basically, he's like, uh, you know, as a as a kid, my dad was always, would always beat me, and God didn't see me from that. So either God is all powerful and he's not good, or God is not good and he's all powerful. Those mm-hmm. two, you, you can't have both of them. And then he's like, this is also what Superman is, and so mm-hmm. this is why we need to take him down. Mm-hmm. So that that is his his morality there, which to be fair, it makes perfect sense. So mm-hmm. if you if, if you, you wanna, don't know the full story yes. of the Bible, then yes. that makes perfect sense. That makes that, that is the most logical argument you could possibly have against Christianity. Yeah. Um, 
but it is under the assumption that people, people are, are good. good. Yes. And people are not good. Exactly. According to God's standard. Mm-hmm. Even if we are good according to our standards, which we're not. And the end of the movie, that's what they were talking about, is how. Yeah, that was, a, that, was one of, that was one of the things. Yeah. I was, uh, that's one of the things at the very end. Like, I was like, would he really be saying this? Yeah. Like, this is this yeah. guy we're people talking about. People are jerks and we're mean and. Kill each other. We yeah. backstab each other. We betray each other. But. We'll rebuild. We, also, we can and rebuild. Then we'll do it again. <laughs> and that's not what you said, but yeah. <laughs> that's what we were saying. Um, but yeah, so if you do want to, you know, keep in mind if you're if you're a kid, cool with your kids seeing this or whatever, with age rating or whatever. Yeah, basically, just violence actually, is what you need. Yeah, to no, no. Well, keep in mind that there actually is a very logical argument against Christianity, right, right, right. which you should answer to your kids. Yeah, and this might be a good movie to take, um, like you know, teenage kids to. If, and then talk about afterward. Hey guys, let's let's analyze this from a storytelling perspective and from a like theological philosophical perspective, and talk about like what they were talking about about being like, God, being all powerful, all good, all that kind of stuff. That's good stuff to talk about. I don't see how it's a good teaching time to talk about the story, but you know, well that's yeah. that's what well yeah, that's if what we're you're interested doing, in the yeah, story. Yeah, obviously, why would you go to a movie and not talk about the story? I mean, yeah. that's just silly. I mean, there's an Connor, opportunity to talk that's about what, that's stuff, what. So all of america does they, they go to a movie, a movie for the story no they don't they go to see a movie for for to get pure like enjoyment out of it without having to think about things that's then not a story that makes no sense that's just like aimless it's like watching commercials there's no there's no enjoyment out of it because if you don't Mo- think no, about but, it you but don't enjoy what i'm it. saying connor is most people go to a film yeah don't I, no, actually analyze the story critically and just kind of like well i like this because it gives me it, i'd like it you know yeah. <laughs> that's like the only reason they ever give and then when yeah. we talk to them about it it's like but it wasn't a good movie and <laughs> and they're like well i liked I it, so. it well, it's like that you didn't but, think <laughs> yeah but you didn't think i mean i can enjoy anything if i really want to if i don't think hard yeah. enough <laughs> i mean didn't batman say that once in the movie he said, the world only makes sense if you force it to. And yeah, he said that once. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of doesn't really make sense what we're talking nope, about. Nope, not really. Let's, <laughs> let's back up. All right, so the other two things, after that content warning, the other two things that we enjoyed about this movie, and I think after we do this, we should give a couple of reasons that we, a couple of things that we didn't like about it, mm-hmm. very specific things, um, and then talk about a little bit about why you should or should not go to see this movie. Like, if you like this kind of stuff, go see this movie. Okay, if you yeah. don't like this, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. So the the other two things we liked about it were um, the foreshadowing for the third one. Uh, I thought that the movie did an act- a very 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 good job of foreshadowing, which is something that I I have a problem with in a lot of movies where they and, and this all comes back to something that Writing Excuses, the podcast I listen to constantly, talks about all the time, which is fulfilling promises you make to your readers or viewers or you know for whatever whoever is consuming your art. Whenever you start a story. You what what you put in the beginning of that story is making certain promises to whoever is consuming the art. You're yeah. in, in that if, movie. If the beginning of the movie is not as important to you as the end, then exactly. You're not either making a movie or enjoying a. A movie, lot of right? times, when there's a problem with the end of a movie, it's not the end that has the problem. It's, it's the, the beginning. beginning. The end it's could have worked fine. Exactly. If the beginning would have. If the beginning would have foreshadowed it, and that's what I think this movie did really well. They foreshadowed they, they the opening sequence, especially the opening sequence. And the first, like, the prologue kind of to that movie where it was showing Batman dealing with the ramifications of Superman and what he had done in New mm-hmm. York and all the destruction he had caused and all that stuff and his own family stuff. All of that was foreshadowing for what the rest of the movie was about. And it was done in a very, very 
concise, clear way. And I liked that about that movie. And and then the the main villain, Lex Luthor's plan, was very well foreshadowed. You saw him putting together the pieces for what had, was his plan. But there was a bit of a surprise as to the final outcome of that plan. Um, and so, yeah, the foreshadowing in this movie is, is very, very well done, I thought. Um, and, you know, without getting into more spoilers, any spoilers about that, um, we'll just go on to the next, the fourth one, which was... What was it? I want you to talk about something, so I'm gonna. What was the fourth? One? Uh, the fourth one was uh, emotions, character motivations. That kind oh, of stuff. character motivations. Okay, so well, but I, I won't get into that until that'll be spoilers. If yeah, okay. But in long story short, the character I thought that the characters all had very clear, concise, and logical motivations yes. for why they did what they did, and that's another really writing, important part. The of writing story. was essential, or it was like. The writing wasn't bad. Yeah. And that was a surprise. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's a problem. Yeah. But the writing made sense. It was yeah, it good. It, it wasn't like, oh, that was really yeah, good. It wasn't the best line. thing in the world like the Avengers the, the, movies yes. were. <laughs> where yeah, I was like, with like the yeah. certain lines and stuff like that. But the 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 reasoning behind everything was yes. fantastic in this movie. Mm-hmm. Because Everybody actually had a reason. Everyone had a proper motivation, and they stuck with that motivation. Mm -hmm. That was their motivation all the way through the movie. And, you know, Mm -hmm. even when motivations somewhat shift, they still had that foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, okay, what were a couple of things that we didn't like about this movie? Speaking in generality still. I can't do that. (laughs) Um, The... There was a lot of weird, random things in this yes, movie there were that a lot didn't of make things. sense. They didn't need to put it in there. And and the why I know why they put the, put it in there is because they were foreshadowing things for the next movie they were gonna want to make, um, and other movies that they want to make. Um, but it distracted from and distracted from the movie they were trying to tell, from yes. the story they were telling. And 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 then this is a little bit of a spoiler, but. I think it's okay to tell. There was a lot of weird dream sequences in this yeah, movie. Yeah, no, that's not that's not a spoiler. That, I mean, that's that, that's basically beginning. what we're talking about. Yeah. There's there's a bunch of random dream sequences that I think are all from Batman's weird. I think they're they are all from Batman's there's point of view. There's one that was Superman that he was just having a conversation in his head. It wasn't really. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's true. But it was. I think the main reason I didn't like them is because it was really hard to tell yes. whether or not they were real. Yes. And that that made my my understanding of the movie shift. And then go back to where it was, and that yeah. took me out of the movie. It was like, oh wait, I had to rethink about. Oh, oh no, I don't have to. Re- wait, what's happening? Yes. And and that's that's not some of the kind of thing you want in your movie. I think if they had been more clear about this is a dream, mm-hmm. and this is not actual chronology of what's happening in the movie, those could have been fine, and those could have been cool foreshadowings for what was going to happen in the later movies. But they didn't make it clear, and it took me out of the film. So. Okay. So. That is all we'll say without spoilers. But is there anything else in generalities if we can say that we didn't like about the movie? Um, that was the main thing that... I thought that they weren't as clear with some of the plot points as they could have been. I think there there were a lot of parts in the movie where they kind of just assumed that you could understand what was going on. Yeah, well, but but the the thing is, is usually I did. It didn't treat you like a child and explain everything to you. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that is what I liked about that that part, was Uh, just... With with the, with that one part during the end where it kind of had flashback into the beginning of the movie with the sequence of him, you know, of his parents. Yeah, the opening sequence, yeah. Yeah. 
um, which is a spoiler if you haven't read Batman comics. <laughs> this is a spoiler if you don't live in America. Yes, yeah, so spoiler if you have no idea anything about Batman at all. Yeah. You know, his parents died when he was little. But that's the opening sequence in the that's, movie. Yeah, so. and they have a little bit of tidbits of that in the future scene and that they didn't need to be in there. You 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 figured it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they kind of treated you like a child there, where it's like, it's true. in case you forgot about the beginning of the movie, uh, this I, is what I we was showed. okay with it. I, I, know, I didn't I, mind I, it that I was much. okay with it. I I would have hated it if they would have done more. Yeah, but, yeah. I yeah. think they did just enough. Just so enough. It wasn't I didn't hate bad. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I I like it because I I don't I don't really understand where I don't which parts you're probably talking about because I feel like. Because well, I was being yeah. analytical about the movie, I, I just caught all of it. And that's I, I think this is the problem, though, is that we were being really analytical about the movie, and I feel like people who aren't as analytical about it as we yes. are would miss a lot of things that, that they well, only kind of hinted at. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I don't well, care. well, that's the thing. Like, I, I was going through the movie, and I was like, you know, you could get to the end of this and not really understand a lot of kind of important plot points. I No, I, I don't see that at all. Okay, well, well, we'll talk about it later as we get into this. So. We should make... Okay, so yeah. So now we're going officially into spoilers. Um, we think you should see the movie. Yes. It, it is It is worth seeing. It if we give it a percent, seeing. what will we give it? Uh, Out of 100. 75. Okay, yeah. I'm fine with 75. that. 75%. It, it, was, it was a great movie. Um, I would say that the premise was weak because it was Batman versus Superman. Yes. And you can't do that right without because it's either batman kills superman because he has kryptonite yeah. or superman kills batman because superman is a god but i think they did it probably the best they did it, not no, the best way they the could best. have but for the situ- okay for the setup that they initially yes supplied for this movie with the man of steel movie and mm-hmm. the trailers and that opening sequence and no, showing yes. what what's batman batman's motivations were that was probably the best way they could have done it yeah, um, but but again, that's because of the promises that they set up. Yes, but the, the confrontation I didn't like as much though. That's true. I liked the setup a lot more than I thought I was going to, but the confrontation was still as bad as I thought it was going to be. Hmm. Well, no, it was a little bit better. Yeah, it was, it was, it was better. better. It was better. They went back and forth enough where I was able to to dispense suspend my disbelief of they both should one of them should be dead by now. <laughs> like something should have happened. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. But, but so, I think part of it was that both of them were reluctant. Yeah. You know and, what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, so, it was. Okay, so, so yeah, 75%, go see this movie. If you don't like... Uh, if Okay, so if you are so adamant about not seeing this movie that you just refuse to see it, even though we, we said it's kind of worth seeing, just listen to the rest of this podcast, <laughs> and we'll try to convince you that it still is worth yes. seeing. <laughs> uh, if you've already seen the movie, keep listening. We're just going to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, feel free to give us your comments and stuff, at, uh, you know, on our all of our things <laughs> all of our social media our and our website and let us know what you guys think mm-hmm. and uh if you think we're stupid <coughs> go ahead if you are a fanboy and want to protect your uh childhood <laughs> heroes and dreams don't say anything <laughs> just go away but. yeah and i think this is why i think we can talk about this movie in very clear-cut analytical terms is because even though we really like... I really like Superman as a character. Connor really likes Batman as a character. We are not fanboys of this genre, really. Like, like I would consider myself a fanboy of fantasy as a genre. Yes. Like, to, to no end. But superheroes, I've always been able to be kind of analytical about what constitutes a good superhero movie and what doesn't. Because I've like, never been... Yeah. So I've never been 
part of the comic culture and that's really where that came from all of these films and and when if you are part of that comic culture i feel like you have different expectations going to these films yes. and you either love them or hate them whereas we can kind of be straddle that line and just appreciate it as itself yeah its own self-contained thing yeah, that, it's like reading the books and then watching the movie you're gonna hate it no matter what you have to watch the movie as its own thing not necessarily after reading the harry potter books i had a new newfound appreciation for the harry potter films because i because i understood the the things they had to do to make them into movies because the harry potter books are so especially the later ones are so full of subplots and all these other things which you just can't have in a movie that they had to cut it down to the bare bones the what is really important to the films and i actually had a much better under a better appreciation specifically for the last two movies because I actually like the fact now that they put split in, split them into two parts because it made the movies way more like the books, and I loved the way the books did them. Like that whole sequence where they're with the Horcrux in the wilderness, and it's just this long drawn out thing. I loved that in the movies and the books because of that was what the point of that those scenes were is to show the them slowly descending into madness because they have this Horcrux with them. But, you know, various things like that. And I think it's the same thing with the Lord of the Rings films, too. When I read the books, I had a deeper appreciation for Peter Jackson and what he did with those films. Because he understood, and I think the filmmakers who, because they work with J.K. Rowling on the project all the way through, they both understood what the books did and what pieces in the books had specific functions. And so they were able to replace those with other things that could shorten the length but still provide the key pieces that made the endings work. Which is like, you know, for example, Tom Bombadil. They, Peter Jackson cut that out of his films, but he put in other pieces to show that the hobbits were out of their element and that they, they, they needed Strider to help them. Which is what Tom Bomb that whole thing with Tom Bombadil showed showed us. Because they got involved with Barrow Whites and Tom Bombadil had to come and save them. You know, various stuff like that, so... Anyway, that's just film theory, so... Well, yeah, but... No other movies have done a good enough... No, they haven't. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying that. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't go into it expecting it to be different than all the other... You can't expect it to be a Harry Potter movie or a Lord of the Rings movie, because people are just not smart enough. They're just not. But Nobody some people are, enough. and that's yes. why I still have hope for yeah, Brandon Sanderson films well, that are sure, gonna... <laughs> sure. But that's the only reason still, I have not despaired. Yes. That, but you still you have to understand that it's not going to be the same. They have to cut things out because a movie is different than a yes. book. You can't do them the same way. Exactly, and that's why Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter succeed. Yeah, yes. As films. No, what I'm saying is that's why you can't go into this movie thinking it's going to be the comic yes. books. So that's why you need to spend everything from that just that happened in the comic books kind mm -hmm. of a thing and just watch the movie as it is because. The movie is going to be different yes. in more than one way, mm -hmm. and you just have to deal with it. And I think we'll get into that later on. So we're, I think we're going to go chronologically through this. We'll just wait. I think we're going to go chronologically through this, right? And just talk yes. about the movie as yeah, that. When we get it... to the end, I have something a little bit more to say about the comics and, and stuff like that. So we'll just wait until the yeah, end for that. But we need to make this shorter than... That's fine. We're not going to go through the whole movie scene right. by scene. That's, that's so. what I was expecting you to say. No. So. All right. So opening sequence. We've already talked about this, but basically it's just a sequence uh, with with two parts. 
One is showing is is the night when um, Bruce Wayne's parents got murdered in the alley, and then it's interposed with Bruce Wayne having a dream about going to his parents' funeral site. And then running away from all the people who were at the funeral and falling into a pit with bats. And we realize this is a dream at the very end of the sequence. And that's what made it work. Otherwise, it would have been really weird because he starts flying with bats yes. at one point. But um, and then, you know, there is voiceover, is voiceover at the beginning, which started to throw me off. Like at the very beginning of the movie, I hear voiceover and I'm like, that's OK. Well. And the problem with voiceover is that it's it's telling rather than showing. It's basically it's it's exposition overload. It's a character looking you straight in the face, telling you what to expect about what's going to be coming in the movie. And that is never what you want in any story. You don't want your book to start with. Well, guys, I'm going to tell you a story and it's going to be about this thing and we're going to go on adventures and it's going to be great. And this is what I want you to get out of this movie. And that's what voiceover does. But the voiceover in this movie was poetic. It was very short and it was Bruce Wayne talking. He, he didn't do the whole I'm Batman, and I saw this god rise out of the ashes, and I knew that I needed to kill him. Like, it wasn't like that, which was what I was expecting the moment he started talking. I was like, great. The setup for this movie is going to be Bruce Wayne talking to the camera, and this is stupid. Okay, what you need to know about the opening part of the film is that his mother's name is Martha. <laughs> it's like, literally. <laughs> that's true. That's the only thing That's actually a say. really good point. <laughs> It was a very cool scene. We don't need to describe it to you. I just need to say that near the end, his dad says, Martha. When she dies. Yeah, that's a good point. And And which is, okay, which is what I, and this is obviously spoilers Uh, at this point. And stop slapping the table because it's going to (laughs) be. This is why I think the movie should be called Martha. (laughs) Wait, what? Batman versus Superman. And Martha. What? <laughs> because no. it's funny. That makes no sense. Um, I'm actually curious to know whether or not Batman's yeah. mother's name is actually Martha in the, in the comics. I'm, no, maybe, I'm assuming that it never is. Named. I'm going to have to look it up real quick. But you go ahead and talk about something. Something, something. No, the beginning. Like, everybody loves Talk something. about the beginning. I mean, he was weird when he started flying with bats and me and Caleb turned to each other and we were like... Well, we hate this movie already. And then it turned out to be a dream, and it was all okay. Um, so, cinematography, we don't need to talk about much, so that's cover, you know, for... We don't His, her name was actually Martha more. Wayne. Oh, okay. So. Well, there you go. Um, so, that's cool. But then, uh, also, we don't need to talk about any more about music. You know, it's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, what was the third one again? Or the last foreshadowing. one? Foreshadowing. Okay, foreshadowing. So, that's yeah, why, so Martha... Yeah is, you know, Batman's mother's name mm-hmm. and then It's also Superman's mother's name. Well, adopted mother's name. Adopted mother's name. So so then uh it goes into basically, you know, Batman, you know, doing all this stuff or whatever and being ba- basically, like, yeah, well, Batman Superman well, is basically ba- yeah, Batman 
or Batman is there when Superman is destroying New York yes. City in the last movie. It goes back to that and he time. Did, Superman destroys his uh, Wayne his, Enterprise Tower yes. in New York City, and basically, it's Batman showing showing us that Batman is distraught over this. That he killed. That Superman is directly responsible for the death of many of his colleagues and some of the people he's really found important in his life. And it also gives us a setup for one of the the key characters that Lex yeah. Luthor manipulates. We need, we need yeah, but th- those are all the foreshadowing bits there. Yes. That's why that opening sequence, not only with the gun and, and the people being killed, uh, Martha and Kent, or Martha and Thomas being killed at the beginning, it also sets up Batman's motivations. <laughs> so yeah, continue so talking. I I actually was thinking there though that if if uh, Bruce's mom wouldn't have been Martha and. Ken's mom wouldn't have been Martha then there would like every nobody would like the movie simply just for that they'd be like they changed Batman's mother's name just for a cool movie part there'd be fangirls all over freaking out so that should we should have just assumed (laughs) okay so yeah that's a good um, point. Dakota might have had a fit. Oh, yeah. No, everybody would have had yeah. a fit. Like, literally everybody would have thrown a hissy fit and cried for, like, years. <laughs> a hissy fit? Yes. A hissy fit. His he would have thrown a fit. <laughs> your name, your mom's name is Mother. Mother. <laughs> okay, so continuing on, um, uh, we go back. Basically, the, the one of the parts that I started losing interest in this movie is when we switched from Batman's POV when we're talking about the prologue. And that's what I really enjoyed about the prologue was it firmly cemented us in Batman's point of view and we knew the movie was going to be about Batman's journey. And and it was. It was about Batman's journey. But But then... had to put... Care, uh, you know, more yeah, the, characters into it. Exactly, or else it's not. But it is but I Batman mean, okay, movie. it is Batman versus Superman, so they yeah. had to put Superman's motivations yes. in it. They had to make sure he had a reason for what he did, and that is what they did with him too. But I still kind of wish that it could have just been Batman's movie, and Superman was like the antagonist of the movie. Yeah, you know what I mean? They could have made that less from Superman's point of view and done it in a different way, where it's like, yeah. Superman is doing all this stuff and yeah. Batman's like, well, you killed all those people. And he's like, no, I was protecting Lois. I didn't kill anybody. Yeah, <laughs> um, th- yeah they could have done. They could have done. done. It would have been a very different movie, but that's yeah, the movie okay that I that. almost yeah. expected from the beginning, from the prologue. And I think that's why it might have been a bit of a failing with the foreshadowing is that it foreshadowed so much that. But but I, OK, if if we think that the 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 other scenes after that initial prologue with Superman and Lois Lane as part of the opening sequence it that does actually foreshadow Superman's part in the movie yes. which is he cares about Lois Lane over everything Lois Lane is in the words of the movie his world and he will do anything to protect her even if that means people think he's a guy who kills a bunch of people and you know it needs to be stopped because he's a menace. He's a menace to society. Like, uh, uh, what's his name would say? And the Marvel Super Spider Man's. Yeah. What was uh, his name? Oh, James James James, James, James Jameson. Jameson. Yeah. yeah. He's a menace to society. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which is actually kind of funny. I thought the black guy who was in charge of the Day of the Planet was basically just James Jameson. I, to be fair, I never actually crossed my mind. I just assumed that all newspaper people were like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess that's actually kind of the. the 
the thing we get from superhero comics and superhero movies is that all people leaders of newspapers yes. are kind of jerks they're even worse than politicians <laughs> <laughs> and in that movie they were the president actually made a smart decision and then the i thought it was a really stupid decision well it, it was because that's not how nukes work <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it was a smart decision if you believe that if you you know blew up a nuke in space that nothing would happen to the planet if well that's okay how that would have worked i have a feeling that that actually is how nukes work not but but in my in my mind initially i was like oh but fallout but i i have it, a yeah, feeling kind of go into space i'm pretty sure the i have a feeling yeah it probably will be fine i'll have to do research about that later because i'm actually kind of interested to learn yeah. that now but okay just in case uh, continuing ever, yeah shoot a nuke at superman yeah. in the, in space. continuing with the foreshadowing we, as we continue in the movie, you know, we get we're getting the, these bits of foreshadowing from Batman and Superman, and what their what their motivations are, and Lex Luthor, because of Lex Luthor talking to other characters, you know, getting Zod's body, um, the alien the access to the alien spaceship, various things like that, because he has a different motivation, which is very clear by the end of the movie that he's an atheist, he doesn't want this Superman guy to be a God figure in this world because he sees all God figures as inherently flawed. Mm -hmm. And he thinks this not will not end well. And I need to take every step as Batman thought too. Mm -hmm. I need to take every step to assume that he's my enemy. and I need to kill him, Mm -hmm. which in and of itself is not necessarily a bad thing. To be fair, Batman was completely right in that movie. Com- com- completely and utterly right in everything. I way. don't. I don't. I don't necessarily completely agree with that. Really? I, I would have done the exact. I know same you would have done the exact same thing, but like, I probably would have at least just tried to talk to the guy first. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> no. But that's the thing. You're no, I, no, Caleb. If you believe that Superman is a jerk god who wants to kill, but you, I wouldn't have believed that. That's the thing. But. That's what everything pointed to. Mm, okay, okay. He, he's the stuck-up deity figure who... He has the hero syndrome that, that yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. of I have to, you know, danger has to be there so I can be there to save it and get all the fame and glory. Fair enough. And so that's what he thinks this guy is. And so <laughs> Which is got, kind of... I always thought that was kind of a, a cool irony in the movie is the fact that Batman is basically saying, Superman, you have no right to just give justice where you yes. see fit, even though that is Batman's whole spiel. And and I actually kind yeah, of like that as an inconsistency in his character. No, but, but that made perfect sense. Everything that Batman did to the criminals made perfect sense. No, Everything I understand that. Everything he did to Superman made perfect sense. The, the, but the, the thing was, Superman was never evil. Exactly. It just all the circumstances pointed to him being evil. No, I, I understand that. But basically, Connor, what I'm saying is, if someone looked at Batman... In the same way that Batman looked at Superman and saw yeah. just the out, no, 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 listen, just the outside things of, oh, wow, this guy's going around branding people. What, who does he think he is? Like, that's he so horrific. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Superman is the exact same way, which is why I found yeah. the character motivations here very interesting was because even though superman is the flashier one and obviously the more dangerous one batman is exactly the same way as superman is they both have hero complexes they both want to do justice even if nobody else agrees with them batman even said to alfred we're criminals like we don't we're we're not we're outside of the law at this point like we we can't differences between with with batman and superman is batman doesn't care that he everybody thinks he's a criminal superman threw a fit about it he was like 
everybody hates me. But that's the thing. The entire world hates him, as opposed to Batman just Gotham hates him. So? But No, but that's the thing. They're, they both have frail human psyches, or at least, you know... But Batman didn't... Normal psyches. Even if the whole world hated Batman, Batman wouldn't care. He was... Exactly. I mean, but that's also... That's that's the difference between them. They're, they have very... They have similarities, but obviously they're not the same character, which is why I liked the interplay back and forth. Because Batman was like, Superman, you need to be taken down. And even though Superman has basically the same motivation, the same idea that Batman does, except he's more in the spotlight, has more to deal with, and takes the high road and doesn't immediately kill Batman because he decides he's just like no this I'm not gonna kill you even though you could technically like maybe like obviously he doesn't think this but if um if there's a 1% chance that you could take me down and then I won't be able to save the world you know I need to make sure that you're taken out that's Superman's character shining through and be like I won't kill anyone if I don't if I can you know make sure that I don't and I just liked the interplay there. I liked the inconsistencies. I liked the contrasts. And the entire movie played back and forth with those. And it was really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I agree that it was a, it was a really cool back and forth thing. But Batman was still completely right. And Superman was 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 just... Well, I mean, he wasn't wrong. Exactly. That's the but thing, But he was being extremely irresponsible. And but but I like, think about, the reason about why every time hold up now okay. about every time that Batman fought, he fought the people. Every time that Superman fought, he chucked them into buildings. Through like he he fought Superman. He was just like, hmm, I could just pound him into the ground right now, or I could punch him into the sky. Instead, I'm going to throw him into a building, up through it, destroying the building, and then throw him on top of it. But it was an abandoned building. So, Superman is apt to destruction because he's That's like, true. well. I'm, he, I'm a he, god. He still doesn't understand his own yes. strength. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, no, he, I think he understands his own strength. Like, they made that purposely, hmm. where he was in the, in the, the, uh, when he was being interviewed or whatever, he walked in, there was that purposeful scene where he was like, two fingers, door. Oh, <laughs> okay? yeah, yeah. He was being very careful, uh-huh. like, all right, I know that if I touch anything <laughs> bad, it's just going to explode. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was funny, because everything did end up exploding. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> I mean, Superman is very irresponsible, in my opinion. With his powers, oh, yeah, he is very irresponsible. Batman mm-hmm. was like, you're being irresponsible. But you have to I understand, to you. both of them are like 20-something, 30-something guys who are guys. They're, they're very testosterone-filled. and so, when, But Batman was responsible with everything yes, he did. Yes, exactly. Superman and I think not. that's why I really enjoy, I'm going to enjoy Justice League is because of that check and balance. And this is when I, I, I talked about you while we were watching the film, how I really, I think that Superman will probably, in the next movie, say, you need to keep this spear, this kryptonite spear that you fair, made. I'm pretty sure that it was destroyed and they don't have it anymore. I, it kind of exploded in Doomsday's chest. No, it didn't. It was sticking out the other side and it looked perfectly unharmed. Oh, well, they're probably not going to do that, though. I think they will, because I don't think Batman would have... But this is the thing. Because of the way Batman acted in the movie, because of the motivations they set up from him, and because of how well they did character motivations, I don't think they would just throw it away. Mm -hmm. And so I think what I hope they do in the next movie, and it would work so well, is if Superman actually came specifically to Batman and and said, and maybe even Batman... Okay, this would, I think, be the perfect setup here. If Batman basically says, listen... 
I have this kryptonite when like Superman comes back to life, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, I had this kryptonite. Do you want me to destroy it? Because at that point he's like, you know, I, I respect this guy. I don't like, I, I owe him something because he saved my life multiple times now. Do you want me to destroy this? And Superman's going to look at him and say, no, what I want you to do is I want you to keep that. And if I turn evil, I want you to kill me. And that will set up their character relationship in the best way I think it's Batman versus Superman or Batman and Superman has ever been in any story ever that I have witnessed at least. All the Justice League stuff will be so much richer if that's the thing. If Superman knows himself at that point, looks back at the, the two movies that he's been in and notices that I am irresponsible. I can't be completely trusted. Even though I know I have good intentions, I still don't know how to control this, and I need someone to check me. And that's what Batman's for. And I think that's why it will work. It's the biblical principle of accountability exactly. that we talked about twice in like past yes, weeks. Yes, exactly. And now I'm really excited for Justice League. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, okay. So, getting more away from that... Uh... Yeah, but still continuing with the foreshadowing, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was the... The scene where Batman is in the Batmobile trying to get the yes. kryptonite. Mm-hmm. That was one of the best foreshadowed yes. scenes or, or, or scenes um, featuring foreshadowing that I've ever seen. Just a self-contained scene. We look at this as just a self-contained scene. Batman is in his Batmobile going through, um, you know, trying to get this kryptonite from the people of who is, which, are in, hired by Lex Luthor. And keep in mind, this is another thing I'll throw in there from morality-wise and from a Christian viewpoint is he kills all of the criminals mm-hmm. without a second thought. In the Dark Knight trilogy, the Batman had a uh, a natural uh, uh, what's the aversion, word? aversion to, to violence. He didn't want to kill anybody. In this one, the it Batman... Wasn't, it wasn't a version of violence. It was a version to... To killing. To killing. He, he'd beat up anyone. No, he's not a pacifist. Yeah. He, he didn't want to take anybody's life. Because, mm-hmm. you know... It's that natural thing that people, think, men don't want to take each other's yeah. lives. And also, I think because of the thing that he knew he was outside of the law, but he didn't want to be that outside of the law because yeah. the Gotham would have hated him so much more if he had gone around killing people. That too. Um, so there's that really cool thing, and it you know it it's irresponsible to let the criminals live, especially in the Batman comics where every single time he locks up a villain, yeah. they get out again uh-huh. and kill more people. Um, but... You know, it, it was realistic. That's yeah. That's what people are like. They have that natural tendency to not want to take each other's lives because that's just that's just how we are. That's how God yes. made us. Yes, and so we recognize movie, the image of God in other people. Yes, and and in this movie, I liked it so much more, like the Batman, so much more because the Batman he was, was basically just like, a sociopath. Yeah, it's probably I mean, what he I was. Mean, basically, he was he was yes. a, he was one of the ten, you know the 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 small percentage of people who have who no have psychopathic violent lives. tendencies. Yeah, well, not, not tendencies. They have no problem with taking people's lives. Exactly, that's what it's actually psychologically tendencies. called. It's psychopathic, um, violent psychopathic tendencies. That's the but, actual. But neurological... do sociopaths have a tendency for violence, or is it just that they they are more it's violent? Not so, it's not sociopaths. Kind of, there are sociopaths it. who don't necessarily have. Um, exactly, that's what I'm saying. Is you know, what I'm saying is that you're you're putting making thinking that I'm equating the two, which I'm not. I'm saying that there are a certain percentage of people, some sociopaths are in this, not necessarily all sociopaths. They have no problem with that. Them. Have no problem with that killing is not people. that is not a violent tendency. It's is that have 
of psychopathic violent tendencies. That's what the that, that's what it's called. But it's it's not that they have a tendency for violence. They, it's that they don't have a resistance to violence, which makes them commit more violence. Is why people think they have a tendency for violence. But that's what it's it just is, because. Though. No, no, okay. Think about it like this. No, and what no, they mean no, no, by no, no, tendency, no. Connor, me. is no, no, where no. someone else would be resistant to doing it, they yes. have a tendency to engage in the behavior rather than shying away from the behavior. That's no, what no, they're no. saying. Th- th- that's, that makes no sense. You can't say, just because I don't have a resistance to do something doesn't mean I okay, have well, a Okay, well, I'm not a psychologist. I'm yeah, just... No, no, I'm, I'm not saying that you're a psychologist. When did I say that? You Never mind. I'm, I'm okay. So, just because I have resistance... The resistance to do something does not mean that if the resistance was taken away, I would do it all the time. You know, it, it doesn't mean that I have a tendency to do something just because I don't have a resistance. It just means that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm cool either way. It, it's the, so, you know, that, that percentage are sociopaths, I'll go with sociopaths. They don't have any em- empathy for other human beings. So therefore they make logical decisions on whether or not to commit violence. People mm-hmm. see that as, oh, they have a tendency to commit violence because they don't have empathy. No, it's because they don't have any resistance to commit violence. They tend to commit violence more often. Okay, that's fine. It does not mean that they have a drawing to violence. Some people do. Some sociopaths do. That's what serial killers and, are. And, and once again, Connor, what I'm saying is, you're you're thinking that I'm equating sociopaths to the, the percentage, percentage that has which is not what I'm doing. I, I, I know that you're not doing okay. that. I'm saying that... You're saying, but the, the scientific term is that they have a tendency for violence, and that's not true. I believe that I sociopaths do have some tendency for violence. God. But once again, you're you're going in the loop there. You're assuming you're saying that you're not assuming that I'm equating those two, but then you're using that as an argument to, to what? Okay, so this is what I'm saying. Sociopaths are in their completely different category. But no, so, no, no, listen, listen. Sociopaths? No, they aren't. Sociopaths don't have empathy. They they do not know how to accurately um, ta- uh, sympathize sympathize with human beings, and so they don't have that emotional connection. They may they don't have a resistance to violence in the way that we might because they have no empathy. Yes, but psychopaths, which is a very closely related thing. You know, I actually need to look up the definition because I think I'm they might be the same thing. Psychopaths and sociopaths are the same. Okay. Thing, yes. Okay, but you're talking about the percentage that doesn't have a tendency for that doesn't have a resistance to violence. That does not mean they have a tendency. That's all I'm saying. I don't. I don't. I don't care. If what it's I'm kind of what I'm saying is when I was reading um, on killing, mm-hmm. the the definition he gave psychologically, and he's a psychologist, was okay. there is a percentage of people who have violent psychopathic tendencies, and that was the neurological definition he gave. And I'm willing. I'm going to side with him over our layman definition of it might be. But but okay. But then sociopaths aren't in that category at all. That's not sociopaths. Sociopaths just aren't empathetic, which means they they that uh, pers- like ratio wise they have a tendency. Like sociopaths are more prone to violence because they can commit more violence without having those psychological setbacks so they have more time you know like you know if somebody lived to be 200 they'd probably be evil and want to kill people kind of a thing like they'd probably have strayed very far to the more dark side um because they've lived longer and they've had more time to fade away kind of a thing from morality but just because a sociopath 
Um, or just, just, just because a, yeah, just because a sociopath has, doesn't have their resistance does not mean that they are going, that they have a tendency to commit violence. It just means, or have a, have a reason to commit violence. It's that they don't have a reason to do either one. So they just make a logical decision of whether or not to commit okay, violence. Well, I think we're getting into neurological stuff that I don't yeah, think we yeah, really no, have a but, handle on. But, so. but I, what, the, what I'm trying to say is that the ratio, the word tendency means that, like, it's more often. More often than not, right? Let's look at the Webster definition. <laughs> An inclination towards a particular characteristic or type of behavior. Propensity, yes, pro- proclivity, proneness, aptness, likelihood. So, so that means that sociopaths have a reason they 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 are inclined to do something sociopaths aren't inclined to do anything they they just don't have empathy they don't they can't relate to people that does not mean that they have a reason to commit violence it just means they have a reason not to connor what i uh, what i think they're violence. using the word tendencies to mean is, is ratio no 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 is yeah well probably but yes. psychopaths and sociopaths as opposed to other people, have a tendency to do these certain things. That's what yes, they're using the term. But as. that's ratio-wise. Okay. That does not mean they have a reason to. The tendency, tendency. Well, the reason is they can't form emotional connections with others. Yes, but that does not mean. Just, okay, just because I can't form an emotional connection with you doesn't mean I have a reason to kill you. I mean, I could use any other reason that I wanted to, and that have. Yes, but that, but I that wouldn't mean. be. The I reason. see what you mean. No, no, because, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. If if I'm, I'm, I'm just because you made that jump a lot, that logical jump there. I want to explain it to the listeners yeah. that just just because you don't have a reason, um, or j- just because when you're a sociopath. So okay, well, if we're going by John Cleaver. Use the John Cleaver as an example. Okay. Sociopath, teenage sociopath. He sees people as things rather than people, and so if he he has. Well, this is the thing. He has violent tendencies. He has violent he inclinations. And that, but that is not the definition of sociopath. That is, that is him. He has the psychological tendencies to want to commit violence. I don't think that's true. I think what what we're really getting at here, though, he has violent tendencies, and that he he might want to take those out. That's really serial killer behavior, not yes. not psychopath or not sociopath yes. pathical behavior. I think okay, if we're going, but okay, even still with John Cleaver, even though he has those kind of like desires. Really, the only w- reason he when when so he looks at people as things, he doesn't have the resistance there that normal people would. He sees, you know, he can't form emotional connections with people, and so they're just there. And then if he if someone bullies him, for example, now he's given a reason to kill this guy, and yes. he's like, well, I can fulfill my desires on this guy, and I have no real reason motivation not to, not to, except for the fact that. I myself don't want to be a serial killer. Yes. And so there you go. And then that's that's why he doesn't do it. So so the reason is not I don't want to kill people because I'm a sociopath. I want to kill certain people because they're, you know, whatever. Like I I I could want to kill people um just as not as uh much, I want to say, but just as often as as a ser- as a sociopath. But it does not mean I want to as much. Because I have a resistance to mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I will commit as much violence because I have a resistance to to commit violence. Okay, sociopaths don't have that. That doesn't mean that they have a reason to. It just means that they don't have a reason not to. Okay, no, no that's fine. That makes so, sense. Yeah. So yeah, wow, so Batman, that was really off topic. Yeah. Well, okay. So Batman <laughs> doesn't have that resistance, so he's totally fine with killing criminals mm-hmm. who are terrible human beings. Yeah. In in the movie, there is a huge deal 
about because you know they're trying to make it so that both of them are slightly in the wrong and both of them are slightly in the right mm. kind of thing. They're it's half and half. Mm-hmm. And the thing they did for Batman was that he which is again Death Note. <laughs> yeah, well, he he killed a child abuser. Um, or no, he branded, he branded a child him, abuser, yeah. so that. You tell um, people in prison to kill this person, uh-huh. and he was gonna die anyway, even if Man- Batman wouldn't have been like, yeah, "Hey, kill him." Prisoners kill child prisoners abuse. kill child abusers. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows that that's wrong. You know, f- even even prisoners are like, "Dude, you're messed up. Don't yeah, do that." <laughs> no, you're terrible, and that's that's just what happens because mm-hmm. everybody knows that that person deserves justice. Mm-hmm. Even prisoners prisoners do a better job of killing bad guys than <laughs> than the justice system does. Yeah. We throw them in prison. And the people in prison are like, you're stupid. <laughs> he shouldn't be here. He should be dead. Yes. It's, that's literally what it is. Hmm. So the thing that Batman, the thing that they did in that movie to make Batman look evil. Actually made him look, look more right. good in your eyes. Yes. <laughs> well, and not in my eyes, in God's eyes. Yeah. That was the right thing to do. If you have the opportunity to end that person's life. I don't life, think necessarily though. Justice. Well, because there's a thing. Okay. So he's going after this kryptonite, mm-hmm. all the Lex Luthor's mercenaries. He has no idea whether or not these people are actually bad people. They just work for a bad guy. They okay. might even not even know that he's a bad That's guy. Fair. He's just we need to move this thing. All right. To be fair, they all shot guys. at him though. So That's there was true. really That's no reason true. not That's to kill That's a good point. Them. That's yes. a good point. Hey, it's Batman. Um <laughs> Nope, surrender. Yeah, yeah, they were under orders okay. to kill Batman kind of a deal. Right. So he was like, "All right, well, <laughs> see ya." Yeah. Okay, but we totally got off topic here. We were still talking about foreshadowing. With this scene, basically, Batman is be- is following the van or this truck that has kryptonite thing in it. He, he basically just runs into everything. Exactly. His, his, his Batmobile his... is proven to be indestructible. That's what that scene accomplished. So you go through this whole thing. It gets smashed a bunch of times. You go through brick walls. You know, it never really he gets, gets hurt. by an entire gets, boat. Exactly. Gets crushed by a boat. He just shoots his way it. out yeah. and gets just goes, goes through. And then Superman comes because he's heard about this Bruce Wayne guy. And, okay, this is one of the things that I actually... This is one of the things that I was talking about you to you that I thought wasn't as well... Um, it was kind of confusing was the way Superman just kind of shows up out of nowhere and it made sense narratively for that scene I mean but in the overall story we never had an inclination that Superman was actually going to go visit this Bruce guy or that he was he knew exactly where he was at this time okay you know what I mean or I'll stop right there you Superman <laughs> <laughs> yes I'm Superman no he... shut up Superman go away he literally every single time in that movie he's like oh somebody's in trouble okay i'll just fly halfway across the world fair enough save him fair enough that's superman that's the point of superman yeah okay i mean how long was that scene he blew up everything like he he blew up like tons of different okay but i think one of the things that. that i had a problem with there was that he didn't know about the kryptonite but he knew about batman you know what i mean about the kryptonite well, that's the thing. Like, how did he know that... Ba- like, wouldn't he kind of stop to consider why is Batman going after these people? And just... He's giving was them he... justice. But they were they were criminals, so he was like, no, yeah. not doing it this way anymore. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right, that's fine. That's fine. And plus, plus, I, I'm okay with that because Batman... The movie was supposed to be about Batman and not about Superman as much. Good so point. they did that in that way as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, every I, I every it. part of that was good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. We're good. That was probably my favorite scene in the movie. It was a pretty great scene. Okay. But yeah, basically this entire scene, and we're we're making this way longer than the actual scene was. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, each the Batmobile is proven to be indestructible. 
And then it hits Superman. Because Superman's just standing there, and the Batmobile hits him. And then it gets completely demolished. Yes. <laughs> and, and and that was perfect foreshadowing to, to show us that the Batmobile is indestructible, but not that indestructible. And to see, even though we have had the Man of Steel to show us how indestructible Superman is, we need that reminder in that movie to set up the conflict at the end and to, and to set up Batman's struggle of, and Alfred telling him, you, this is suicide. You see what he did with the Batmobile. You're never going to be able to do this. And Batman's like, but I have to do this. And so he doesn't. And that's anyway. why I respect Batman yeah. so much. Is he's like, I mean, this is my legacy. And also, he he did a really good job of setting up an ambush for Superman. He did. That was pretty and, great. And, but okay, my thought initially was okay. If if he really thought that Superman was that evil, he would have assumed he'd be dead already. But he he expected his reluctancy to want to kill him. So he set up all these different traps to make him be like, hey, I can't be hurt by anything. He's just kind of like sitting there, and then he's like. Hey, gas grenade, and he and Batman Superman's like, yeah, it's yeah. not gonna do anything to me. I'm just gonna stand here and take it like a boss, and you're just gonna be like, oh, well, I am gonna die. And he was just like, look, you mm-hmm. need to realize that this isn't helping you at all. You're just yeah. gonna die from this. So I'm just gonna stand here and take this grenade, mm-hmm. and then it turns out to be kryptonite. And, yeah, and Batman's just like, Haha, yeah, exactly. I caught you. That's why it worked really yeah. well. And I think even that scene had really good foreshadowing. Yeah, because it was, you know, he did exactly what you said. It did. Yeah, this did. He, he was, yeah, he was trying to make it. Mm-hmm. So that Superman would stand there and take the grenade. Because usually, he'd be like, you know, every single time he got shot by something, he would, like, defend himself first and then realize. He was like, right, I'm invincible. You know? Mm-hmm. And then also, okay, we have the, the foreshadowing of the Lex Luthor plan, where he was very specifically targeting Batman and Superman because he had been, like, obsessed with metahumans for forever and trying to figure out all he could about all of them. Um, he you know, set up this whole situation where Superman would be forced to kill, try to kill Batman mm-hmm. and then Batman would have the chance to kill Superman. Yep. And and then, you know, he perfectly set them up, pitted them against each other, set up a situation where it would all work and he had a backup plan in case it didn't work, which was Doomsday and which was very well foreshadowed as well because he, he got the, the skin from, mm-hmm. from uh, Zod, got the body from Zod, you know, got the access to the alien ship figured all that out, and then it also fit well with the theme of the whole story where he got, Superman came to him, he's like, dude, you're, you know, you're planning to work, you know, fess up, and he's like, well, uh, if man can't kill God, I guess we'll have to go with the devil, <laughs> and then he basically unleashed Satan on him, which was also pretty cool. Yes. Um, and this is yeah. where I want to talk so, about so the- real quick, though, yeah, as, soon as, as soon as <coughs> Doomsday came out and was all like, I turned to kill him and was like, they have a cave trail. <laughs> yeah. In case any of you get that yeah. reference or said the same thing, just wanted to put that in there. And we, then we, we actually had some really good- And then we alternately thought Godzilla and King Kong at various points yes. during that, too. I really, really wish that, especially with the how it should have ended of Man of Steel, <laughs> or Godzilla. It was Godzilla, How it should, yeah. should have ended of Godzilla where Superman comes in and is like, really? You destroyed all this? And you're still happy with them? I just wanted the Godzilla to just be like, dun, 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 start swimming That's across the- That's the Kraken theme yeah, song, but okay. <laughs> he just starts swimming across from Japan. Like, when it zoomed out that one point and was, like, showing the destruction that doomsday was doing with his mm-hmm. like nuclear powered thing i was just like it started turning and i was just like please just make godzilla be swimming in the ocean and just go after him Cause, cause i really want I, I really want a godzilla yes, superman crossover I do. now I do. superman versus godzilla <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> superman just flies down his throat <laughs> anyway um one of the things that i wanted to mention about the comics here too is 
I think they did kind of make a mistake, and I think this is part of the things that I don't like about uh, superhero movies nowadays is that they kind of just assume that you've read the comics and that you'll like yes. the fact that this villain from the DC mythos is in this movie uh-huh. and then not have to give any sort of like reason for them being there except for, oh, it's doomsday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in, in my head, I'm like, but I fair, don't care about this yeah, guy. To be fair, you don't know it's doomsday. Really? Well, you do know it's doomsday. He says doomsday. <laughs> oh, he does. Yeah, he's like, it's time for your doomsday. <laughs> That's what he says. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, sorry. Um, I mean, but technically you don't know it's doomsday. If you wouldn't have said that, you wouldn't have known it's doomsday mm. until you start growing the bone things. To be honest, I didn't know it was doomsday at all until you said it at the very end. Oh, really? Because I don't know the DC mythos at all, so. I just know about uh, To be fair, the only reason I knew that is because I played Injustice. Exactly. <laughs> He's so I've cool never played that. Doomsday in that game, though. Oh, so. I always just so played, like, Superman or Flash cool. or someone. So cool. So cool. But, yeah. Um, yeah, again, I thought it was just kind of laziness. Where they're like, we don't have to really tell you... Or you We don't have to give foreshadowing for what Doomsday can do because we assume you know what Doomsday can do. Well, to be fair... They did quite a bit of foreshadowing. They, but they, they didn't, didn't do, do foreshadowing, foreshadowing for the fact that he can imbibe energy. Well, you know what I mean? They didn't need to. They didn't need to. They did, there wasn't but like, I, but any I, reason mm. to put that in there. They just showed that by showing you. They didn't need to foreshadow, you know, because he's a side villain. He's the villain that the villain creates. He's like the Death Star. B- but again, it was a I still... And I know, we, t- I know we talked about this again. I know, I know we talked about this before. It was also a surprise that the Death Star could shoot at, uh, you know, at ships and stuff. Okay, but this is the thing, Connor. That was a foreshadowed thing from the first beginning of the mo- of all of Star Wars. Was this is the Death Star? That was the first thing of the whole movie. This uh-huh. is the Death Star. We need to destroy it. That was literally the first thing that the the first okay. scene the movie was about. That's In fair. this movie, you have no idea why Lex Luthor is doing this until the very end. And then it's at but, the very end that you realize, yeah. oh, hey, there's this other thing we need to fight. And yeah, that's I, the that's why Superman dies at the end. You know what I mean? Yes, like, if I, Lex Luthor... Okay, this is the thing. If Lex Luthor had found a way to kill Superman with kryptonite, that would have been infinitely more satisfying to me, even if Superman had come back to life in the end like he does. It would have been more satisfying to me than be having to kill this thing i guess there was some sort of there was a bit of thematic appropriateness to it because of the fact that superman had caused all this destruction and now he was like i need to sacrifice myself to pay for this because batman had asked him in the hissy someone's gotta pay for those um and and also there was the whole thematic element of this is god versus devil which was like this is what you will become almost you know what i mean like this is zod as a monstrosity, and this is what you will become. There's a little bit of thematic appropriateness there, but it's still, I don't think, deserved enough to make it the last fight. Okay, but this is this is Lex Luthor, though, we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Lex Luthor, in, in that movie, he was never a match for Superman. If he would have found a way to kill Superman with Kryptonite, it just would have been the same exact thing as every other Superman movie. That's true. And, and that is... That is always what Lex Luthor does. He always has some sort of awesome plan. He never fights Superman. Lex Luthor couldn't fight Superman. That's the that's the point. Is he has to come up with some super plan versus that Superman to get into a position where he can make some sort of domino effect mm-hmm. to kill Superman. And that's what he did. Is he unleashed Doomsday? Yeah. And that was what he was trying to do from the entire movie. You know, from beginning that's to true. end. That's, that's what true. Lex Luthor was doing. And the surprise plan was Batman fighting Superman. That was his plan all along. Mm-hmm. 
that was a surprise. And then the surprise was, oh, okay. Um, you know, he also had planned for Doomsday kind of a thing. Uh, you know. And, and Connor, I, I, all, I understand all of that. I still felt some unsatisfactory. Okay, that's okay, but you can't fix it with Lex Luthor fighting Superman. I know, and I, that was just a random throwout. And I really would have hated it if they would have foreshadowed Doomsday. Because another thing was, Doomsday was also a surprise. I mean, you also, you know, you figured it out when he was, you know, putting Zod, Zod in the in thing, thing and was yeah. like, I will create an abomination. <laughs> I mean, that was, that was foreshadowed there, but you couldn't have foreshadowed that from the beginning because in the entire movie you would have been like, oh, I guess, okay, Batman I guess my Superman. main problem with that was the fact that I still felt there was... I could have been more satisfied with it if I had read the comics. And that's never a feeling you want people to have when they watch a superhero movie. I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I, I don't think I would have enjoyed it anymore if I would have watched the comics. I would have enjoyed it less if I would have watched the comics. I think... No, but I think in the fact that... Okay, so like, for example, when the, 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 the AI or whatever in the ship said, oh, the Council of the Krypton would never allow this specific thing that you're doing, yeah. I was like, but I don't understand why this is important. Like, why wouldn't they allow this? Like, what exactly are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, what, what are you talking about? When he throws Zod in there, puts his blood on him. Like, yeah. what? What? What was he actually doing? He was recreate. He, he <laughs> knew that the ship could recreate. Uh, How? Because it started telling him the knowledge of thousands of worlds, right. a hundred thousand worlds. He started right. telling. He started That's telling him everything. You don't want to sit there through that. That's, okay. That was the point of it. It was supposed okay. to be a surprise. He had a reason to do everything that he did, but it was a surprise because okay. the villain right. needs to have some sort of surprise factor, or mm-hmm. else it's like, you know, okay, finally his plan is implemented. Like mm-hmm. there's no, there's no anything there. Okay, all right. Can't believe I'm defending this movie. I never thought this today. <laughs> this morning, I would not have thought, I would have thought that I would have been defending this movie in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> all right, all right, oh, makes sense. All right, so going to the end, the Martha thing again. I know we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but that was the main emotional piece of the movie, and the the only reason this movie would have worked is if, um. That's the only reason Batman would ever join sides with Superman, mm-hmm. would ever be okay with letting Superman live, is if he, because as we said before, he viewed him as a monstrosity, he viewed him as this arrogant god figure who was fine with doing whatever he wanted, mm-hmm. he viewed himself as above the law, all this stuff, and the only thing that would have made Superman or Batman not believe that is understanding that Superman was actually a human being in the sense of caring about other human beings. And that's exactly me too. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you're not gonna, you know, if you're not doing the right thing, I'm going to kill you. And unless you prove to me that you mm-hmm. actually give a crap yeah. and then I'll rethink it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't, I don't have to have to like do an investigation. If you have proven to me that you were in the wrong, I'm going to do everything I can to stop you. And then if, and then if you prove to me then, then, then you, you know, like if, if you don't make an effort to prove to me that you're doing anything good, I'm just going to assume that you have no reason to do anything. Good. And, and one of the main things I think was so important was that Superman was not begging for his life at the end there. He yes. was not when he, he was going to be stabbed with the Kryptonian spear he didn't say, please spare me. I, you know, I have to live through this. I'm God or whatever. He said, please save Martha because he knew even if he died, he wanted to make sure that Martha would be safe because that's the only thing he cared about at that point. And that was the only thing that could have swayed Batman. And that's why it worked. I do think uh, I will say something, though. I feel like the only person that should not have been in that movie was Lois Lane. I agree. Once again, I agree. Lois Lane would have died. 
through that all of that. Yes. There was no reason for her to be in that movie. And also the random part where she threw the Krypton Krypton spear into the pool and then went in to get it. What was up with that? There was no reason for that at all. They just needed for it to be somewhere where they needed to go get it again. Like it needed to be this. Like I I would have been fine if she had been like, Oh, I need to get rid of this so Superman doesn't you know no one uses it against Superman, throw this in the pool, but how did she know to have to go get it again? You know what I mean? It just doesn't make any sense. I feel like there might be something in there that I could rewatch and find that might explain it a little bit better, but it still would bother me. So yeah, well, I mean, yeah, sure, but Lois Lane not only should have died, she should have been pointless in the battle, and she kind of was. She kind of threw the spear in the pool and then was like, "I'm gonna jump in and get it! <laughs> oh, I'm stuck, Superman, come save me!" <laughs> yep. And then it was like, "No, Superman, don't do the right thing. Just..." Run away with me! I mean, literally everything she did in that movie was dumb, so that's why I didn't think she should have been in it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and Wonder we, Woman was fantastic. I feel like I should go... I feel like I need to go watch Man of Steel again, because I don't understand I I how like they really got together. Like, at the end of that movie, uh, no, did, the, did it ever not. actually really foreshadow a romantic relationship between them? No, I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive it did. I just hated Lois Lane in that movie, too. I did, she too, had, yeah. She had no reason to be there. Mm-hmm. The only reason was, uh, you know, Superman has to have a love interest. If you're going to have a superhero have a love interest, either that person needs to be close to as powerful as a superhero, or she needs to die very soon. Or, or he needs well, to die okay, very soon. Well, okay, but the problem with that is that Superman's greatest weakness in any of the, the stories has always been not kryptonite. kryptonite. No, not kryptonite. Yes, kryptonite. The people in his life. No, kryptonite. He can doesn't. His weakness is not. People, no, but this is he the can't die. No, no but current people dying. But this is the problem. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about his weakness as a character. His his weaknesses, the things that can get under his skin. Oh, sure. Is that if a villain is going to go after him, if we want to feel that something is at stake for Superman, you don't just throw krypt- krypt- uh, kryptonite at him. You you put people he cares about in danger that's the only way you can feel that there are stakes involved with superman and that's why those characters have to exist but even like i felt so much more emotionally invested in martha than lois lane and you barely see martha in that movie you see martha like like twice and then one time she just gives superman really confusing advice about you know be a god or don't be a god you know doesn't matter (laughs) and that's all she said i think i spaced out at that point so Basically, what she said is like, "Oh, be be their god, be their whatever, be whatever they want to be, or just don't be them at all. Don't ignore ignore it all." And that's all she said. It's just like, "Well, wait, we're... what?" Basically, he was Superman was like, "Oh man, I'm so torn between yeah, this. No, I don't I know what that. to do." And she said, "And she said, be a god or don't be a god." Yeah, basically, she's that makes like, "Perfect sense." Yeah, but it was the way she said it. She was like, "Be there," like out of nowhere, she said, "Be their god, be their savior, be this," or you can just not care about any of it at all. And then that was all she said. That makes perfect sense. I thought it was just confusing the way she said it. it oh, was... sure, sure. It could, it could have been confusing the way she said it, but her her thing that makes perfect sense. No? Either, either be what they want you to be or be who you want to be and don't look for other people's opinion. All right, all right. That makes perfect sense. That's what I would have said. <laughs> I would have said, hey, if, you're not, if you don't want to be what they want you to be because it's wrong, then don't care about people's approval and be the person you know morally you should be morally. And I understand that, Connor. I just don't think that she said it the way that she should have sure. said it. Sure. So then, that was my yeah, problem. Yeah, but you it. could still understand what she was saying. Hmm? Uh, so I understand what she was saying. I yeah, just so, so it was fine. Just overlook it. Because yeah, but that's the problem. Because of she was an, an integral part of that movie at yeah. the end, 
the only, really the only thing we got from her was that bit. And I was like, well, yeah. if that's the only thing she had, you should probably make her lines actually more meaningful than that. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, really the only thing that Lois Lane did in that movie was get Superman there after, after, when she fell off the thing. Yep. That was the only reason Lois Lane supposedly had to be in that movie. Yeah. There's, there's no other reason whatsoever. Well, I guess she did kind of play the reporter a little bit and figure out what that bullet was from. So? That didn't matter. No, it did, because then they knew that LexCorp was setting them up. That's That was but that was an integral part of the... But that was an integral part of the story, not necessarily for Superman or Batman, but for us as the viewer. We needed well, to know that... But, we needed to have foreshadowing for the LexCorp thing being involved in the, the setup of okay. these two characters. All right, fair enough. Yeah. But Lois Lane did not need to be in love with Superman. No, definitely not. Sense. Yeah. I, to be fair, I think I would have liked that a lot better. I think I would have mm-hmm. liked... I would have liked it a lot better if they were involved. Lois they were just Lane friends. Just a, yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Which again comes Why back to my <laughs> which comes back to my problem with Hollywood right now is that they want to over sexualize everything. Yeah. And, and which is why and this this is really getting annoying for me. They want Poe and Finn to be together in Force Awakens. The the Who's two male that? characters. Oh, what? Because they apparently had so much chemistry when in my mind I'm like no. Do not say those words. They had chemistry as friends. I really like their relationship as friends, and I want yes. that to continue. And if you make them gay, it, I will yeah, throw a fit. I, I am just not going to watch the movie if you do that, because that means that all they're trying to do is, is pander to is, homosexuals. Yes. And and that's not a good movie. Nope. If, if you think that there'll be, those will be compelling characters, that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. If you want to put that in there because, oh, they had chemistry and we want gay people, hee hee hee. That, that's not a good story. No, nope, it's not. If, if it's you, just a continuing you know, the stereotype of oversexualization. Yes, if if, if they want to same do thing that, for the Shannara Chronicles. Yes, the if, two if main they, female leads. If they honestly thought that would make the story better, I would not hold it against them whatsoever. Yeah, because they're not Christians. I can't hold them to any responsibility. Exactly. But if they're doing it simply because they want more affection, then they're doing. They're just making a bad movie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> 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 But again, yeah, I I would be fine, and then just as it came to my mind right now, I would be totally fine if Batman and Wonder Woman got together. Uh, yeah, I liked their I liked the, the their relationship in that movie. I thought it was pretty good. Um, there there wasn't a whole lot of it, but that's fine because Wonder Woman wasn't a very important part of that movie in the first place. Yeah. She basically all she did was was foreshadowing for the next movies, and yeah. also helped them in the last battle just enough so that everyone didn't die immediately. Yes. <laughs> Because, like, if, if if Batman had just been left alone by himself when Superman went to go, go the, get the spear, Batman would have been dead. <laughs> uh, I do I do think they did a very interesting... This should be the closing thing, by the way. Okay. I, th- I think we did a very interesting way of making it to that there was foreshadowing from all of the characters' past. For Wonder Woman in the old picture mm. and with uh, Batman with the Joker thing on him, one of his costumes, like his uniforms or whatever. Remember the thing? I was like, ha, yeah, joke's yeah, yeah. on you, Bat. Mm-hmm. It basically was like, hey, you've seen all this before. We're not going to make a reboot. Yeah. We're going to continue where the stuff left off, and we're just going to give you this story. Mm-hmm. I-, I like I that. I did enjoy that, too. A lot. Yeah. I mean, I would have preferred that they would have kept Batman, Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale's Batman, came back as, you know, okay with killing criminals. That would have made perfect sense for the movie. Mm, I don't if think he it came would. back because Superman was destroying everything and was like, it would have been a very I, different I'm movie. Back. That's the problem. But I'm, I'm fine with that. It, it, I know it you're been a, fine. With it could have been. They didn't. That's have to not make the story. That that's not the story that Zack Snyder wanted to tell. It's. Be, I think, especially because 
Christopher Nolan made a trilogy, made it perfectly, mm-hmm. and he didn't want to mess with it. He didn't want to okay. mess with the existing thing, so he just like, I will set that aside. That was so good. I don't want to mess with it. I don't want to ruin this character. That the I character has had an arc. I want to do my own thing with my own Batman who's a sociopath, <laughs> and I'm fine with that. All right. I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Especially because... Batman in that series was a very self-contained universe. Yes. It was all about Batman, all about what he did, whereas this universe is going to be about the overarching story. It's literally nothing about any one person. It's always about... Well, okay, Man of Steel was about just Superman, but everything else was about everybody. But the reason why that had to be the beginning of this is because of the way Batman vs. Superman was set up. It's the reason why... And because it needs to be something different than the normal Superman movies. Exactly. Because everybody expects... That and, you know, it's the one movie you don't see Kryptonite in ever. Which which I liked, Mm -hmm. yeah. For all of its flaws, I I liked that pretty much. Yes. It was one of my favorite parts of that movie, so. Was that it was just the conditions of the planet instead of, oh, and that's something I also wanted to talk about. It seemed to imply in the movie that Kryptonite would be more important than it usually is, whereas Kryptonite, you know, definitely kills Superman. But it seemed to imply that you could use it against other metahumans, um, you know, it, as in Wonder Woman, Cyborg, various blah, 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 those kind of people. Um, in, in making it kryptonite a, a separate thing from the conditions of Krypton. Whereas Superman is brought low by the conditions of Krypton, where he, as on this planet he's powered by the this yellow sun. Krypton, kryptonite is a super high material, like a super high density... A super powerful material that can be weaponized against people who otherwise could not be killed. Mm-hmm. And I like that better. But I think we should probably end with Superman coming back to life. That makes no sense it because doesn't. he was in a coffin <laughs> underground. Yeah. That's all I will say. If Batman chucked him at the sun, that's a different <laughs> thing. Um, if Batman made a, a, uh, some sort of spaceship that could survive the sun and just threw him directly inside of the sun, that's another different thing. Mm-hmm. He's underground in a coffin. It's actually a cloudy day. And... Yeah, I can't see any reason at all. <laughs> and that's just what one with. There's there's no good reason for it. Well, well, that's the thing. There's no good reason in the movie. And I feel yes. like they have... They're going to have to come up with some explanation for it in the, in the next movie. And yeah. as long as that explanation is as decent as the... As, the fact that Superman gets his power from the sun. Mm-hmm. Like, that is in itself kind of a ridiculous thing, but it's accepted as canon, Superman canon. So yeah. you, you you can accept that. As long as it's something along the lines of that, I'll be fine with it. I'll just mm-hmm. ignore it. You know, I'll be, I'll be able to suspend my disbelief and continue on with the story. Yes. I think the problem I had with the movie was that they made such a big deal about Superman being dead when everyone in the movie theater... Except for except one, for little, a kid one little kid us. behind us. Anyone who knows anything about the, t- the, the way they set up this movie knows that they can't have Justice League without Superman. The way they've set it up, they would never have done that because mm-hmm. of marketing, because of yeah. the way Justice League has to be for the way they want it to be and the way everyone assumes that it, they want it to be. Plus, they're not going to take that much of a risk yes. to kill Superman, which would have been okay. It would have been great if they had made Batman the head of Justice League and it's a very different Justice League. Yes. That would have been fine. I'm okay with that. But... It, it was impossible for that movie to do that, and I'm mm-hmm. sad that they even tried. Yes. Especially because Superman died from Nuke, and then got the sun, and it was fine. Yeah. It was like, why didn't they think about that twice? I mean, technically, they weren't in space watching it, but then he comes back to life, even though the sun wasn't there. There's, there's no point for it. Maybe they, maybe they buried him that night, and then the sun was just rising. 
but it was a cloudy day. I know, I know. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't at all. And why would the dirt go upward? But yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, okay, another thing we will say, though. This isn't too big of a deal, but Superman should have killed Lois Lane a hundred times over <laughs> because every single time he flew up while Lois Lane was standing next to him, uh, physics say she's dead. Um, she didn't. Um, even though we probably would all have liked her, you know, have her just die and just be out of the movie. Um, and if you think we're, you know, anti-feminists, we loved Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was fantastic. Wonder Woman have a, had a point. Wonder Woman had, had a very good motivation. Yes. Um, Lois Lane was just there and she should have died because uh, Superman was Lois Lane and decided to use physics. Yeah. Lois Lane was the, the, um, uh, the ever present feminist in movies nowadays. Yes. It's like, we have to have this character in because she's a strong, independent woman. Like, I actually turned to Connor when the the, the person, Lois Lane, said in the movie, Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Hi, I'm a reporter, and... No, no, the guy was like, uh, when they said the reporter, uh, when they said uh, they were coming here to talk to me, oh, yeah, I, I didn't, me, I didn't uh, know it was going to be a woman. woman. And she's like, I'm not a woman, I'm a journalist. And I was like, and you're also a feminist. <laughs> you're also a feminist. <laughs> It's like, that's what that line tells me. And that was all her character was in the last movie and in this movie. And it's just not enough. The Lois Lane was the one character in that movie I felt did not have accurate motivations. Um, We will say as the the closing thought that um, our dad had a really funny comment when Superman was dead and there's this big dramatic (laughs) scene and Lois Lane kissed his cheek. Um, Dad turned to us and said, okay, now Wonder Woman is going to kiss Superman. And then he's going to come back to life for Wonder Woman. And then it will cause all sorts of yeah. conflict. <laughs> when, out of what did your kids triangle? <laughs> I feel like there actually is a love triangle between Wonder Woman, Lois Lane, and Superman in some like is some it? comic somewhere. I don't know. Oh, probably. I feel somewhere. like Superman has has some has always had like uh, romantic tension with with Wonder Woman. I mean, sure. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> 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 I mean, you might not, like, you know, think Wonder Woman is, like, you know, marryable material, but who wouldn't, you know? <laughs> She's Wonder Woman. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. I can't... I know we, we've, we've talked about various um, Christian-related things in this podcast, too, I don't yeah. have, so I don't feel like... Oh, no, yeah, we did. It's yeah, fine. We, putting a random... I mean, that was the beginning... In the or the past, yeah. beginning, middle. I don't know. We talked a lot. How long is this episode so far? Hour and a half. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> yeah, so feel free to talk about this in the comments. Let us know what you thought of the movie. We definitely want to hear your opinion. Um, tell us what, you know, maybe you disagreed with about our review of the movie. Um, you anything know, we missed. That you anything we missed, super- definitely, yeah. Um, you know, do that on Twitter, at Christ underscore art underscore show. Facebook, facebook.com slash Christian Artist Show. On our website, ChristianArtistShow.com. And on Google Plus, The Christian Artist, and yeah, just let us know. I I had a lot of fun talking about this movie, so hopefully you have a lot of fun listening to us ramble about it. Yep. Hello, I'm back to call the end of this episode. Hey. Ah. I've been here the entire time. Oh, really? Yeah, I was just sitting in the Nice. Room. Nice job, Batman. This guy's a Batman. Right. You always say that. Yeah. I can't believe there's back. I, I knew he was there the entire time. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> I'm Batman now.
This is the Christian art. What are you doing? This is Connor. I'm gonna punch you. You will bleed now. <laughs> this is. <laughs> okay, now I'm for sure done. Would you like to do the honors? <laughs> what you meant? <laughs> this is the Christian artist. Honoring Christ through creativity. I'm Wonder My name Woman. is Batman. My name is Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Superman, actually. I was, I was assuming you were going to But, but in my mind, I was like, but how do I sound like Superman? You know, there's no... You sound heroic. Yeah, that's true. Okay. This is... <laughs> <laughs> This is the Christian artist. Honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Batman. My name is Superman. And we're gonna fight. Wait, are we? I thought yeah. we already did that. I thought that's what we're gonna talk about. Is yeah, how we fought. Oh. I thought I did pretty good. I I didn't. I thought you were pretty wimpy, actually. Especially that one part where you were punching my face and then you just... Nothing happened. That was my favorite part of that movie. Well, I kind of dented my armor. You're gonna pay for, right? Sure. With my uh, Daily Planet salary, I'll fix your multi billion dollar armor. How do you know it costs that much? Because I can hear the money clinking in your head. Dang it. My ears are that sensitive. <laughs> Alright, are we done with this now? <laughs> We're just doing the whole hissy thing. Give her a little, a little foreshadow. Of the How It Should Have Ended video. Mm, okay. Of us drinking coffee and talking about who is the better person. <laughs> Dude, you need to get out more. Because I'm Batman. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> no, I don't. Because I'm Batman. <laughs> what? Stop what? drinking my soda. Why? We mix it yours. I paid for it. With our money. Nope. Yeah. Nope. What should it cost, huh? Five dollars. That's one more than you had. Yep. Suck it. Well, you have drank all of the, the, the worth that you have for that now. I have more worth than you'll ever know. Because <laughs> I'm Batman. I just want to start this over again now. Let's, just let's, like, let's just put those in the It's just like Harry yeah. Potter. I don't know. We should, keep, we should keep going with this, but... It's just like Harry Potter, where parents sacrifice themselves out of pure love to make me invincible. I'm basically a horcrux. Maybe that one guy who turned out to be Doomsday. Which makes absolutely, positively He's no Voldemort. sense. But the main point is that I have more worth than you. Because my parents died for me. Your dad just ran into a tornado for absolutely, positively no reason whatsoever. Mostly to save a dog, but he ran in a tornado. He, he wasn't. Sense. He wasn't actually my dad, though. My real parents actually did sacrifice themselves to keep me alive. They made me a superhero. It's pretty cool. But then your your adopted dad totally soiled everything by running straight into a tornado. Well, I kind of disowned no him at all. this point. <laughs> I respect you more. <laughs> <coughs> Didn't that entire movie focus on Martha? Both of our Marthas over anything? Well, we can into spoilers before it even it even happened. That's because this is going to be at the end of the episode, not the beginning. We're going to start over oh. again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>